Hi everyone and welcome to Chatting Shit with me, Liam Dean. This is my brand new podcast where every episode I'll be talking to a special guest and doing exactly what it says in the title with a bit of a twist. So let's get to it. Let's chat some shit. Hello everyone and welcome to my brand new podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. For those who don't know me, I'm a musical theatre performer from London and this is something I've been wanting to do for such a long time but just never really had the opportunity to give it a go and start it. So I just thought, you know, while the theatre's down and out at the moment, the global pandemic and all, let's give something new a go. I've baked enough bloody cakes, so let's try this. Okay, so before I have the pleasure of welcoming my first ever guest, I'm just going to take a minute to explain what's going to go down here. So I do actually have a plan. I think a lot of people will be surprised to know. Um, So what's going to happen is each week I will be inviting on an extra special guest to have a chat, you know, chill out, take a minute to just talk about things that are going on. But I'm going to ask them to bring along something that they feel should be brought to light that they feel you know needs to be discussed people need to be educated on and that can be you know from something they've seen in the news that week or something that's really personal to them just to take time to have a discussion about something that they feel is really important so you know we've got a bit of a play on words going on here chatting shit but we're actually you know covering some important topics So I also just want to start each episode by sharing a few things that I've enjoyed that week, like something I'm grateful for and feel would be fun for other people too. God, I'm such a saint. Wow. Um, So this week I got a new job, which is like job number 65 of the year and I'm still bloody broke. But I feel like I've become an absolute jack of all trades with the amount of like side jobs I've had. It's actually ridiculous. Um, I'm currently nannying for a lovely family in London and I work for a theatre in Clapham that's been able to have comedians, drag queens and like gigs with social distancing. So that's amazing. But um, as of next week, I'm going to be an assistant in a hair salon and I can't help but feel like this is like my second calling in life, like making cups of tea, sweeping up hair, having a little chat with Julie about her husband's left her, but it's all fine because she was sick of him anyway. It's like that kind of vibe, you know, like I feel like it's very me. Um, This year has been such a weird one because I'm used to working side jobs, but there's always been like an end date in sight with like a contract coming up or like auditions or whatever. So it might actually be quite nice to just kind of settle into a workplace and have a bit of routine. But Miss University really needs to close your ears on that one because it can't go on for too long. Like I really need to be back in the theatre soon. Another thing that I've recently discovered, which is a bit of a basic one, but is how many amazing viewpoints we have in London. Like since lockdown and Miss Rona came around, I've been walking everywhere a lot more. And recently I went to Primrose Hill and Hampstead Heath and it was just so, so nice. And most people listening are probably like, oh, bloody hell, like catch up. But I've never had like the time or a reason to go and explore these places. There's not many things you can do for free in London. But if you live here or if you're visiting sometime, I would definitely recommend popping up to one of those lovely hills because they're just so nice and just taking the view and like have little moments, just like appreciate what's going on. Like it's lovely. Another thing which seems a bit of a silly one, but... I've just been loving I'm a Celeb this year so much. Like, I think it's just like a nice little form of escapism. Every evening, me and my housemate Rosie, we just sit down at nine o'clock and just forget about the world and watch these people hate their lives in this castle in Wales. Like, it's just great. I think it's so good to have that one thing that is your like escapism, just one thing a day. Like if it is putting on a podcast or watching an episode of something where you can just tuck away and get nice and cozy and just watch or listen to your little favorite episode of something. And some of the people on there I've just found so hilarious. Like, of course, Jordan North has just made me laugh from the beginning when he was being sick on that cliff. Like, I don't know about anyone else, but I find people being sick so funny. There was actually this one time I was getting the train into town and um, this I pulled up to the platform on the train and this family were 
um, about to get on the train. It was like a mum and a dad and a little boy and a little girl. They had like a little picnic basket and all their like freezer bags and stuff like ready to go on this full family day out. And as the doors opened for them to get on the train, the little boy hunched over and projectile vomited all over the platform. And I just thought it was the most hilarious thing in the world because I was like, the whole family day has been ruined now because this little boy's been sick. So watching Jordan on the top of that cliff really gave me a laugh. Um, but this uh, Beverly Collard, I love her. I love her so much. She's hilarious. She's great. Um, and the rest of them are just so funny. I think like their enthusiasm and they're like, I mean, it's all kind of cracking a little bit now, but they're just joy to be there in the first place was just making me laugh so yeah if there's anything you can just kind of click on the evening and just have a giggle to or escape and watch then defo recommend doing it So let's get going. It's time for me to welcome this week's guest. He is quite literally the Jamie that everyone is talking about after the BBC documentary named Jamie Drag Queen X16 inspired the hit West End musical, Everybody's Talking About Jamie. The musical had a hugely successful run in Sheffield before moving to London's West End in 2017 and started a UK tour this year, which of course, bloody COVID got in the way of. But the show has gone international with productions in Australia and Korea. The movie adaptation by 20th Century Studios is set to be released next February 2021 with the lovely Max Howard making his film debut as Jamie New. I am so grateful he took the time to chat with me today so please welcome to the podcast the wonderful Jamie Campbell. Hello Jamie thank you so much for joining me how are you? I'm very good thanks how are you? Yeah I'm not too bad I think if you could see me it'd probably uh, sum up my current state. Oh okay. I've, I've, I've just realised I'm actually really glad I'm doing a podcast and not like a YouTube channel because um, right now I look like I'm about to film like a Channel 4 documentary for like those who have just like left prison or something but <laughs> Oh my god Sam. <laughs> I look like I'm on Benefit <laughs> Street like... <laughs> Literally like the new documentary about the unemployed yeah. I'll star in that. Um, <laughs> So you must have had the craziest year like the rest of us, but you have had the craziest couple of years. Like your life must have just fully changed. But I wanted to start off with taking it right back to the beginning and that famous day of when you went to prom in a dress. Um, did you know at that time you were doing something that would become so influential? No, not at all. <laughs> I, I was just going dressed up like that's all I wanted to do um and yeah and I still find it so weird that so many people are inspired by it all because yeah I was just going to dress the way I wanted to be dressed yeah I bet and I think when people do these things you know in life that are things for yourself it's such a personal thing that was such a big thing for you to conquer I don't think you realized how many other people were probably going through the same thing and you know and took so much from your experience. Yeah, like that's what's been amazing since. Like I keep getting tagged in people who've gone to their prom in drag or like in boys in dresses and girls in suits. And it's really magical. That is amazing. So how did the documentary come about? Like, how was it when the BBC contacted you saying they wanted to make a documentary about your experience? So it wasn't them contacting me. It actually came from a conversation that me and mum were having. So we'd sort of come up with the idea that I wanted to go to prom in drag. And then another conversation after that, we were just sort of a bit worried about my safety. Cause I mean, this was 10 years ago now and it was yeah. a, bit, a bit different back then. 
So we just were brainstorming loads of random ideas and then just came up with, if I had a film crew, nobody would want to beat me up. <laughs> that is such a good idea. <laughs> well, yeah, I, it was the best idea I've ever had, I'll tell you that. <laughs> no, I, don't, I, I bet that is such a good like safety blanket because I think, you know, it was such a scary thing. And I bet if you had that kind of confidence of a film crew behind you, then it's kind of a bit of like a barrier, wasn't it? Well, yeah, that was it completely. I mean, the drag was the armour, but yeah, having the film crew as well, yeah, definitely was the armour. And so the musical is, and soon to be movies, set in Sheffield, but you're not actually from Sheffield, are you? No, so I'm from County Durham in the northeast. Right, do you know Sheffield well? Um, yes, I do now. I really feel like I've been adopted by the city of Sheffield. Um... <laughs> yeah, Sheffield holds a special place in my heart. It's like, there was one of the only venues I actually managed to get to on the last tour I was on. And um, do you know Dempsey's? Yes. I actually think like part of my soul is left in Dempsey's as like a Horcrux. I think so many people's souls are stuck on Dempsey's floor. (laughs) (laughs) I actually think I died that night. Like we went on, on the night out whilst we were there on tour. And I was so shocked by the price of the drinks, like being from London. And I think I just took that that one step too far. And I got into my Uber and that driver could have taken me wherever he liked. (laughs) (laughs) And I woke up the next day and I just thought like, you know what, I fully, I fully um, got myself into the swing of things here in Sheffield. Like, this is what it's like. Yeah, Amazing. They're, they're mad. And Dempsey's, yeah, is definitely the place to be. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. Those yeah. skittle shots yeah. coming oh up the next God. day. Yeah. But um, so what was it like growing up in such a small rural place like Bishop's Auckland? Um, well, yeah, because I was always quite flamboyant and stuff. I did get bullied quite a lot. Um, right. I was um, lucky in the village um, because I actually live in a tiny small village just outside of Bishop Auckland um, and sort of mum's sort of quite popular in the village and she's uh, yeah. quite a strong woman so nobody ever dared really say anything to me necessarily in the village um, but school was yeah a different thing. Yeah I could kind of relate because I come from a really small rural village. I'm from um, it's a little town called Sebba in um, Cumbria. It's actually like kind of West Yorkshire way, but I kind of had the same, like I growing up, I was dancing, doing gymnastics. I used to come into like school with my hoodies on saying like ballet school on the back and stuff. And I kind of had the same experience where everyone was so used to me and kind of had known me for so long and known my family that within my actual town, it wasn't too bad. Um, I was also lucky enough that I went to like a small high school. So everyone who went to like my nursery, primary and high school together. But how was that experience going to a school with people who hadn't then known you from such a young age? Is that where kind of the bullies came in? Well, yeah. And uh, like, I, I try, well, I say I tried to tone it down in school. Um, <laughs> maybe didn't try very hard going in with a pink Kylie file. Um, yeah. But yeah, I did sort of, it was when I yeah got into secondary school, I uh, like, tried to hide it. But I mean, I, I was a dancer as well, but like a disco dancer. Um, oh, so I, I remember it. like, you know, yeah, every Sunday competing, like absolutely black fake tan and like <laughs> having to try and scrub it off like in time for school. <laughs> the, yeah, literally. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was hard. I, but I guess I sort of, I came out of Michelle Morn about year nine when I came out. 
um, because people were calling me gay and stuff anyway. And then eventually just one day I'd sort of had enough and I was like, well, yes, I am. Okay, fine. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and then it sort of didn't stop the bullying, but it just sort of made it easier for me to like rebuttal it because it was just like, well, you're just stating facts. Like, you're not like yeah. coming up with anything clever. I know. <laughs> and do you think that confidence came from kind of yourself and within or people around you? Because I think when I was growing up, I was kind of the same. I was very unapologetically me. Um, you know, people would call me names of things that were the obvious anyways. I didn't actually end up coming out until a lot later, but I think, you know, people calling me names and teasing me in school, I kind of just took on the chin because I, I did have that confidence. And it seems so you had the kind of same coming across. And do you think that came from people around you? Was that kind of from yourself? Oh yeah, completely from people around me, i.e. my mum. Like, if I didn't have my mum, I don't know what I would be like. Like, yeah. she just always encouraged me to be expressive and be myself and she never dampened it down. So like, yeah, it was hard in school and stuff, but whenever I came home, it was, yeah, I was free. And yeah, so it was completely down to my mum, but I guess it was always in me but yeah my mum definitely helped that fire stay alive yeah that is amazing so when this story was then turned into a musical what was that like for you sitting down and watching your story being told for the first time in this way well it was the most surreal <laughs> feeling ever <laughs> like yeah you, no I, I, I still even now find it difficult to express it properly because it was just the weirdest thing because going into it we didn't really know what to expect like I'd heard a few of the songs and read the first page of the script but I decided to go in blind and yeah and be completely surprised and just seeing things like that I'd actually done but like reimagined on stage it was just it was just so weird because like obviously it's not a direct retelling of everything yeah like, I'm not Jamie New um but yeah, just seeing things like the wall and the relationship between Jamie and the mum. It was and just being there with my mum, like, oh my god, we were in floods of tears and oh my god, one minute that. laughing and then right at the end, oh my god, I've never felt anything like it. Like everybody in that theatre just jumped up to their feet and like roared, like it was so loud, and then they pulled us down onto the stage and just me and mum were just hugging each other, crying in each other's arms and oh, everyone. Wow. It was so magical. And yeah, they really did take like such good detail from um, the documentary. I was watching it recently, doing my research as the professional. Oh, very professional. <laughs> <laughs> and I noticed how they had like, you know, the clip of you walking across the wall in the heels and like that literally happens in the in the uh, in the musical. So watching those little specific moments which they did take must have been so amazing for you. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> and you've had some amazing actors play you. Like, oh what is that God. like, kind of going through that process of meeting each one? Like, do you take them out for a coffee? Do you have a little meeting? Like, do you make sure they know you well enough? <laughs> um, yeah, we always have a little meeting and stuff before, and um, yeah, no, it's a bit, it's a bit nerve wracking. Um, but I love it. <laughs> it it's such an honour having people play you, honestly, and such amazing, talented people. Like every single person, like understudies included, because. I, I, yeah. I think the understudies get forgotten quite a lot but yeah there's been some amazing understudies too and it's yeah it's just incredible because they've all got their own little things that they do like they all make it their own and that's what I really like yeah and I guess that is really important because like you say you aren't directly Jamie New so for them Jamie to have old, that like... <laughs> 
but for them to have that kind of flexibility of bringing their own take on it must a make it so amazing for you and also for the audience who come back time after time and uh, get to see each actor do it differently yeah because this thing people come and see it so often like m people see it multiple multiple times like it, this woman called Indigo, right? So I basically, I, I saw her, I've seen her there many times, but last time I saw her, she was on about 78 visits or something. <gasps> and oh, this Indigo. was about over a year ago. And yeah, she just, she just takes so much from it. She said like, this is my form of therapy. Like whenever she's feeling a bit, she, can we swear on here? A bit crap. <laughs> oh yeah, we um, Yeah. <laughs> um, she goes and it just like sorts her out. And... I love that. But yeah, so and who's... all the different actors and stuff coming in, yeah, that's why it keeps it fresh. Who's your favourite? Oh, I me. don't have favourites. <laughs> They're like my children. <laughs> I bet. No, no favourites. Were you really into musicals before or have you had kind of just been like flung into this crazy world that we have? Well, I was sort of flung into it. I did like musicals, but I mean, and I'd only really seen like Wicked and Billy Elliot and stuff before because like, I mean, theatre is quite expensive and stuff and we just didn't really have the money to like splash out quite a lot. So we would go to the theatre when we could, um, but we weren't like super there all the time. But yeah, I've always had a respect for it. But obviously since this, I've really like, yeah, learned a lot more about the industry and like, yeah, how it all works and all, like, all the, yeah, it's, yeah. But I, I am loving it. it. It's a lot. You lot, you musical theatre a lot. <laughs> but no, I, I love it. And I've seen so many amazing shows now. Oh, good. I'm glad. Um, and so you've obviously been able to use your platform to work with some amazing charities and organisations. And I know you were a judge at the um, Prize Got Talent last year because my friend was performing um which you wore such an amazing dress i must say oh <laughs> that blue i loved thing. it <laughs> that little blue thing <laughs> that little thing. with your face all over it yeah <laughs> <laughs> and um i understand you're now working closely with um an anti-bullying charity anti-bullying pro so do you want to tell us a little bit about that and um what they do and um, so they're an amazing charity so they go into schools and they provide workshops and give talks and um, but then they have like a student ambassador program so they train up different students to actually be there in the schools so if anybody is suffering from bullying they've got someone they can turn to that isn't necessarily a teacher all the time because some people don't like going to teachers yeah um, and then just like with me like when I go in I do different workshops and stuff so we do like a self-esteem workshop and like a like there's a digital workshop that we do called My True Selfie and that sort of like, yeah, we just basically do workshops on self-esteem and stuff. Um, but no, I've met so many amazing kids and stuff through that. Amazing. And do you think your schooling and your um, kind of your upbringing would have been so different if you had something like this to work with you? Um, I would like to say yes, because um, I think it is definitely helpful to be there, but you just, just never know. But yeah, probably most... Definitely, because, yeah, it would have been nice to have somebody, like, to turn to in school. Like, I mean, I had my friends yeah. and stuff, but, like, just sometimes you need to speak to somebody who's, like, out of it. Do you know what I mean? Like, not just in your immediate circle, because yeah. a lot of the time people find that they don't like sharing their problems because they feel like they're burdening other people with it. Um, so, yeah, it's easier to vent to somebody who you don't really know. Yeah, and I guess you don't really have that in school. Like when you grow up, you kind of um, a lot of people then discover therapy and kind of take that as their um, take their problems there. But children wouldn't, you know, think of that or 
or have that kind of area which they can safely talk about their problems. So I guess it's really good to have someone like you come in and the team to kind of help them and open that kind of discussion with them. Yeah. Yeah, completely. Because, yeah, it's weird, but when someone, like, I don't know, if someone you look up to sort of tells you something, it might sink in a little bit more, I find. Yeah. And I think as well, like, you don't know, from growing up in such a rural area, especially for um, LGBTQ plus young people, that we don't have those kind of, like, role models directly within our, like, our reach. Like, you know, I know growing up, I saw people on TV and stuff, but or people on online doing interviews and you can listen to them and get what you can from them and them giving them their talks and their help. But I guess it must be so uh, amazing for them to have someone actually come into school that they can look up to and kind of see someone who they see themselves in. Yeah, 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 completely. That's why I love doing it. It's needed. Yeah. Like, I didn't realise how powerful representation was. Um yeah, because, yeah, we, like me growing up and stuff, like even like in the media and stuff, it was sort of like gay characters and that were always sort of like comedy characters or like, you know, like, yeah, overtly like stereotypical and stuff. So I didn't really feel like I had anybody that I connected to. So Yeah, 100%. So it's amazing that we have these things now and you are doing such an amazing thing being part of it. So thank you so much. Thank you. Well, (laughs) I mean a lot of other people. It's honestly an army. Yeah, I bet, I bet. And I understand you are soon to bring out a fashion line, is that right? Yes. I've been working on it like on and off for a long time, but now it's about ready to just put out there, I think. I keep holding on to it because I'm like, oh, I'm not ready to let it go. I'm not fully happy with it. But yeah, yeah, so within the next two weeks, it's it's going to be out. And what is your inspiration behind that? Where did you kind of look to to gain your inspiration? So a lot of it, because um, it was all made during lockdown, a lot of it's just inspired by the house, um, like curtains, uh, heavy that. inspiration, <laughs> things like that. But I've sort of tried to, like with the photos, um, I've sort of done things like, um, there's like a builder style photo shoot with one of them um, where I'm like being like overtly masculine, basically what I'm doing with it, but like in a camp way. So like, um, there's like a football look where I really live my full football fantasy with full football boots, football socks, like shin oh, pads, no. the lot. Triggering. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> and then like my garment, like kicking mud everywhere. Or yeah, really excited to get out. I love it. And then um, will we see some more of the um, amazing dresses that you've worn in the past, you know, with your face on them and things like that? Well, so this collection is basically all like athleisure wear um so there's no dresses in this at the moment um because eventually when I grow the fashion brand I do want to be doing all sorts like dresses and gowns and everything but I want a staple to be the tracksuit but not just like a grey jogger tracksuit but like something like fun stuff Something you can wear out and about, but yeah. you're still comfy and Yeah, sporty. sort of like travelling, I, I see them as. Like, you know, like where you want to be comfortable, but like still look good. I will absolutely have to get my hands on that because that you've just described like how I live my life. Yeah. I, I don't think I've worn a pair of jeans for about like 10 months, but I don't want to. Oh no, stay in the joggers. I see people out on the street and I'm like, what What are you so busy doing today that you have to wear a pair of jeans? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean, come on. <laughs> what have any of us got to do now? Like... Exactly. <laughs> How have you been like spending this lockdown? How has it been? Oh, I've been back home. So I've been... Oh, really? Yeah, since February. Because I was, I'd just come off doing Panto Tour. Um, 
and yeah, so I was looking to be moving out, um, and then like yeah, lockdown hit, so I was like, oh well, there's no point of like paying rent anywhere if it's yeah. going to be things. So yeah, I've been at home with mum. So yeah, it's been really nice. Um, I mean, there have been a few arguments and a few. Um, I was about to say that's probably not how most there. people who've moved back home would describe it. Like it's been <laughs> really nice. And most of my friends are like, kill me. <laughs> well, I mean, no, I do love my mum and stuff. But I mean, yeah, we have butted heads a few times. It's, it's very yeah different being back because I didn't move yeah, out it's... at 18. So it's yeah. Yeah, a bit of a change. It's been challenging for everyone, I think, hasn't it? But I have a tea and carry on. <laughs> <laughs> so when will your fashion line be available and where can people get it? So it's going to be available for pre-order, but you won't be able to get them until 2021. Um, but you can pre-order from as soon as I release the images next week. Amazing. And will that be released on your um, social medias? Yeah, it'll be all plastered everywhere. Like, so yeah. if anybody wants to check it out please do and where will people find you what's your um, at jamie and fifi on instagram and will we see any more of fifi coming anytime soon where's she been well she is currently locked away in a good few suitcases <laughs> but she will definitely be back um she's she'll always be a part of me just she's sort of been yeah packed away and but I have got a lot of stuff that I'm wanting to do and I've got a lot of ideas but this is me I've got so many ideas and my fingers in so many pies Fifi's yeah. just like on the back burner while I focus on Jamie and launching the brand and stuff I loved it when um, on the documentary when uh, your family friend was helping you pick the name. She was making me laugh oh, so God, much. It's so funny. Like, some of them were hilarious. And <laughs> literally the list went on and on and on. <laughs> I've been there, sat down with my drag queen friends and been like, what should I call myself? Yeah. And then you just come up with the most ridiculous things. Yeah. <laughs> and I also loved, I think my favourite bit um, was when you went into the wig shop and, the, and you asked for like either a human hair wig or like a 50-50 and the woman said like, oh, we don't do human hair. And then she she pulled out something was like this is the kind of thing like Beyonce would wear yeah. <laughs> oh my god that wig honestly like if I could go back and change that bloody wig like oh sure if you could turn wig. back time I honestly. know but <laughs> you know there wasn't even that many wigs and stuff about then like it's amazing now you can get no. everything you need on Amazon and stuff like I know you probably so did hard. really well with a bad bunch but you oh know, God, I know. And we first all start time in drag, you know, like. <laughs> and we've all been there. We've yeah. all been there. Yeah. <laughs> At least you've really come out the other end of it now. Yeah. I mean, no <laughs> pressure, you know, film crew, the lot. Like, first time. <laughs> it's good to document it for the yeah. lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you. It's been lovely. No, it's been a pleasure. And um, look after yourself and we'll hopefully see more of you soon. Yes, all the best, love. You too. Bye-bye. Guys, thank you so much for listening and joining me on this new little venture. I can't wait to welcome more guests and just have a great time chatting shit with them. So if there's anyone you'd love to hear join me or if you have any questions for any upcoming guests, please follow me on Instagram and drop me a message. My at name is at itsliamdean underscore and I'll be updating you on there when the episodes will be out and who I will be having the pleasure to chat to. Until then, remember to love yourself, check your privilege and be gorgeous human beings. Bye.